Hello, and welcome to the second ever episode of All the Bryans, a podcast where this Brian interviews Bryans for no good reason. And this is actually the first episode featuring another Brian, so slightly less dumb than that first episode. Um, so in a way, this is actually the first episode. <laughs> yeah, I interviewed a Brian I already know, Brian Gartside, who is actually a coworker and he gets my emails, I get his emails and meeting invites, because apparently people don't look beyond typing in the name Brian, um, proving in a way that us Brians are all treated the same, um, whereas this show will boldly prove that no, there's many different types of Brians, all of their own beautiful little nuances and unique traits. <laughs> uh, no, that's not our mission, but uh, yeah, Brian Gartside is a really great typographer and designer from what I've heard and actually seen firsthand. Um, one of my creative directors actually, which creative director is just an advertising term for boss. Um, he described Brian Gartside as like cult famous or a minor celebrity in design circles. <laughs> so apologies to any typography and design nerds listening, because I probably did not ask him any satisfying questions for you. And now without further ado, here is that interview with Brian Gartside. Hello, Brian. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make this short and stupid. The The stupidest part is going to be the uh, the Brian-related questions, um, but the first part is going to be learning about what kind of Brian you are um, by quickly kind of profiling like a typical day in your life. So, like, I already know you. Like, I get your emails. <laughs> we work at this yes. mid-size, mid-town ad agency, which can go on nameless. Um, but for everyone else, all, like, five people that might listen to this. <laughs> um, why don't you tell us your name? Start out by telling us your name and what do you do? So uh, my name is Brian Gartside and I'm a graphic designer. Okay. So like it's a typical day in your life. Like let's say it's like a, a Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, you're waking up. Uh, so first of all, where do you live? I live on the Upper West Side in Manhattan. Upper West Side. Okay. So you're waking up, do you skip breakfast? Are you breakfast kind of guy? You wake up nice and early before you head in? No breakfast. It's um my my mornings on weekdays are kind of like a daily daily emergency fire drill. Um, <laughs> the time that I actually wake up. So you try to like squeeze as much sleep as possible out of yeah, your morning? Yeah, but I do it I do it kind of like a dumbass. Um, I start waking up like I think like forty five minutes before I actually need to be woken up. But by the time I actually get up, it's like, okay, I have 10 minutes to get ready. Uh, <laughs> and I'm already late. That's pretty much. So you, you skip breakfast then? Yeah, no breakfast. Wow, that's crazy. Okay, so you're getting on the train. Like, what is that? The ACE, I'm assuming? Uh, one, two, three. Yeah. Damn, that's a good train, actually. It's a pretty good train. That's it's got the little. That's probably the best. Things. Those are probably the best line, actually, in New York. It's the most got, reliable. I like it. They've got the little things that tells you how long it's going to be until the next train which That's, i can't quite figure out why that isn't everywhere yeah money yeah, yeah <laughs> those little tv screens are. yeah i mean yeah the mta has all sorts of problems um the l train is going to be shut down for like years which, yes. is, which i'm looking forward to very much so living in williamsburg okay but uh enough about me so uh you're getting into work uh what time about like you know Let's say you're not late, but you're, you know, you're kind of put, you're uh, kind of, I'm pushing it. You're is, pushing is like 10, <laughs> a little bit after 10. I mean, fortunately, you know, for context, we don't really have to be here until 10. Yeah. So yeah. 
it's not like I'm an hour late to a, to a normal person's job. Like, no person. Oh yeah, no. I mean, and plus New York is like 10 a.m. is the 9 a.m. for yeah. most places, and we make up for it by losing too much of our lives to. Oh yeah. After six. <laughs> Um, so you get in, the first thing you do, like, do you, like, hit the coffee? I mean, it sounds like you're not skipping a, everything. I'm not a coffee person. That's crazy. Um, I typically, like, the first time I eat or drink anything is lunch, which is sort of, I think, why I have a reputation around the office for being a uh, yeah. bottomless pit of, um, yeah, so, like, for food. So would you say, then, that your job is more the planning of and eating of a lunch, or is it more design? Pretty much from, from when I get into t- at 10 to, uh, when we go to get lunch pretty much at uh right when the clock strikes 12 uh pretty much 90 percent of what i do is think about what i'm gonna eat that day okay yeah that's fair maybe 10 percent open up illustrator push some pixels around yeah go to a meeting think about lunch so, so yeah so you're gonna you get in at work and do you have like a pile of emails waiting for you or do you are you checking your emails like constantly throughout the day i check the morning them, i check them in the morning which only fuels the kind of like anxiety ridden <laughs> uh, like shower faster than i think yeah anyone has a right to like <laughs> have to play that game where i'm like do i wait is my, my building's gonna hold like, do I wait for the water to get actually warm and be actually late? Or do I take kind of like a warm shower, be miserable, but be only slightly late? Okay. Uh, usually I go for warm shower. Yeah, I, I usually have to wait a little bit too, but uh <laughs> makes sense. Um, so, you, so you know, you're, you're, you're answering all your emails, you're catching up when you're at work. Um, like, so I know what you do, but like, what, what would you say like the type of things that you're a designer of? Um, it's that's sort of the nice thing about like this job in particular is that it's sort of everything. Last year we paint job for a van. Yeah. <laughs> crazy stuff. But like day to day, it's a lot of like deals for ad and stuff like that. So it's like everything from like posters to. It's posters, it's logos, like not not usually like a brand main logo, but kind of like some logos for like, campaigns. For campaigns, things like that. And we recently did the full on alcohol. Yeah, a packaging project, which is really cool, and that one was for good enough, so we got to do illustrations and all that. So I mean, yeah. it's it's nice. It's a, it's a bit of variety. Okay, better so, than not. <laughs> of course. So, what would you say is like the worst project? You don't have to name any clients now, but the worst project you've ever worked on, and then also the flip side, what would be your favorite project you've ever worked on? The worst project that I ever worked is not fortunately not at this job. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I. You can make it vague. You don't have to say what's at this job and what's a, not. There is a, there is a certain, um, I would say, horrifyingly bad failing athletic shoe company, um, <laughs> that was that is famous. If I can give it away slightly or totally, uh, famous for uh, inflatable shoes from the eighties. Um, they are the worst that I've ever had. It was a constant fire drill and just like. Just unreal things. Like we work on something for like a month, and then they would decide that the benefit of the shoe was something different than what <laughs> Like we had a shoe that we worked on for like a couple months. That was this is a it's got cushion in it, so it's a great long distance shoe. So you can <laughs> run for forever, and your knees won't hurt. It's great. It's got this air pocket built in. Never mind. I think Nike did that in my knees. Um, and then and they just changed course. Done. <laughs> And then they came back and they were like, actually, it's a sprinter shoe. So basically, they don't design their shoes. They For just... any specific purpose. No, I think they're just making things that look kind of like bulky. <laughs> uh, and I guess what they think is cool. And then 
and then just kind of, you know, spinning a wheel. Yeah. Picking what it's for. Okay, so then the, what would be, what was your favorite project you think that you've ever worked on? Favorite project is tough. I tend to not like like the things that I do. Uh, yeah, it's always tough because you're, if you're, you know, very judgmental about your work, it's like it's hard to not look at something and see it, the flaws in it. <laughs> yeah, I think like favorite project that I've done would probably be, would probably be the, the, uh, the Water is Life book just for. Okay, so yeah, that was the, this thing where you, made a book that was made of filtered paper right so. yeah so it's it's a book where the where the pages are coated in, in uh, silver nanoparticles it's like this uh partnership that we have with like a scientist who developed the technology we made it into a book for water it's really more about like raising awareness for the use of the paper than anything else i think that's probably it's not the best project I've done from a graphic design perspective, a craft perspective. But it was just your favorite, like the it's most fa- fulfilling it's, it's the thing I, you've I guess enjoyed. I feel a little bit proud of because it, yeah, because it, it's done some good. Like they're totally, in, they're in pilot now, uh, sending them to like some village in uh, Kenya for the next like six months and in mass production. They're literally they're like partnering with like HP now. Yeah, I think like one of our creative directors has said it's in like textbooks now. Like for yeah, it's gotten like a ton of attention. It's certainly the the thing I guess I'm best known for. Okay, but, like, in terms of what I get the most enjoyment out of, it's like you know stupid little things like that, like the van project, or like yeah. you got to design like the winner's coupons, which was like yeah, like, fun little like you can do some crafty thing. Yeah, so people who don't know like what advertising agencies like do, it's. Like it is like the bread and butter, like TV and print and all that traditional stuff. But then these eight, like we have like lots of pro bono clients where you're doing projects that are for better causes <laughs> than getting paid. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So how many uh, designers are typically working on a project with you at once? Like, is that? I mean, the traditional team right now is two full time staff, other than myself and freelancer. Depending on the project, like sometimes it'll be all of us. Yeah. Um, like that alcohol project that just wrapped up was every one of us for two months straight, like weekends and nights, which is fortunate. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I would say you're like your average, like look and feel for a campaign. It's probably a quarter or two. Okay. And so, like, how many projects are you usually juggling at once? I know, like, it's hard to say with that because like, some weeks are just insane, but like, is there a Okay, I said, a better question maybe is like, is there a busier time of year traditionally throughout the... I feel like around now is a, is, is one of the busier times. And this uh, is like when clients still have like most of their budgets intact they still and have they haven't the, spent they still them have all their budgets. from the year. Um, and then actually probably right now is where it starts to maybe slow down slightly usually. But like that that period of time from January up until the camp deadline is the, is the most busy because the agency wants to get projects out so that they can submit awards and clients still have their entire budgets for the year. Yeah. <laughs> so like your primary tools that you're using to actually design things, probably most people who don't ever work in this stuff like don't know, like what like the tools are like, I'm assuming it's these, uh, the Adobe stuff, like the, yeah. it's like Photoshop. Yeah, the Adobe Creative Suite, it's mostly, I mean, for me, mostly Illustrator, mm-hmm. um, just because like I have my focus on Tavis best program with the suite for that um and then photoshop and in, in design probably will measure um, okay there's another program font lab for editing type um never heard of I it but <laughs> it's a really kind of like obscure um program i 
think up until they actually updated it this past year, but up until then, it still looked like a program designed for like Windows 95. It was really, really janky, but it's like a pretty powerful. So I think, yeah, you're known for like your 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 love of type. Um, I'm like, not known, but it is what I, yeah. Like, at least around the office. At least that, around the office. So like, what would you say is your favorite uh, typeface? I don't even know if that's the right word for it. Is it it's not it's font, not, right? That's right it's, word for it. Yeah, font is specifically referring to... <laughs> No one. Go go for it. No, Everyone's go for it. Gone. Yeah. Everyone's gone. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. We're going to get nerdy here. But a font re- refers specifically to the executable file that sits on your computer. Mm-hmm. So that's like a piece of software. Um, whereas a typeface refers to all the kind of design decisions, curves, like uh, and, uh, and you know line weight, all that stuff that, that adds up to um, what could be called like a font family, like a package mm-hmm. of of executable files but a typeface would be like specifically referring to like if you wanted to call um let's use helvetica who knows helvetica helvetica is a typeface helvetica bold italic is a font got it fonts are more specific but if you're referring to the entire family it's typeface i got it right now but i'm 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 not gonna remember this tomorrow (laughs) yeah no there's no reason for you to it's one of those things where um i think most of the creatives it's more like terminology most of the creatives i think use it correctly um, occasionally I'll get like, uh, comments from like accounting. It's like, could you, uh, plus up the font a little bit? <laughs> and that makes me like, have, makes like, you cringe a, a little a tiny, internally, tiny little aneurysm. But until one day you snap and you just send this burst, this horrible ranting email. I've almost and then done you it a couple out. times. And then I, I've written the email being like, Hey guys, here's the terminology. Um, and then I was like ready to send it. And I was like, Ooh, no, I can't be, I cannot be that guy. Um, favorite typeface is tough one. There's a lot of really out there. Uh, at the moment, I find myself trying to use uh, Idlewild a lot. Just like a, it's like a, um, it's a typeface from from. Isn't that like a an Outcast movie? I'm Sorry, not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I think Big Boy. I know it used to Andre be, 3000 made a movie it called Idlewild. The um, <laughs> it used to be the name for JFK the airport. Oh shit! I didn't it know apparently idea. used to be Idlewild Airport. And that's where the, I only know that because it's in the description when you, when you buy the font. It's like, this is why it's called that. But it's inspired by kind of like mid-century, um, I guess signage probably. It's only, it only exists in capitals, but they're really nice extended forms. Uh, it's from um, Hoffler. Okay. All right. So people look up Isle of the Wild. That's what's hot right now. Don't look it up. <laughs> I wouldn't be the only one to use it. All right. And if you do look it up, you'll be like, all right, whatever. These are letters. So like all these uh, all these tools then like these Photoshop tools and stuff like overall would you say they've made designers jobs like more easy than they've increased the expectations then placed on designers and shortened the deadlines that they get would you say it's better overall or has it made it your job harder I mean I think because I'm, of those things I'm young enough I don't think I really ever knew a time yeah when the programs were good but I certainly wouldn't trade them away yeah it's uh, it's um as much as deadlines it makes, and it makes the job workflow easier. sucks, your job is you can get past this manual stuff that would take forever and be annoying. Oh yeah, without them, if if I was placed back into the you know seventies earlier, like actually set type by hand, yeah, it's a lot of patience required for that, and like a lot of things that are out of your control, you sort of solve. They're good tools. I don't think they make you yeah. If you're a good designer, you buy faster. Okay. So if you could give you yourself, like, a, if you had an unlimited budget, you could choose any client. Like, let's say, what would be the client oh, man. 
type of client, type of project. You don't have to get like creative with the type of project, but like what would be your favorite project? Unlimited budget. Unlimited budget. I want to work for SpaceX. SpaceX. Wow. All right. Uh, Do some like astronaut patches. (laughs) All right, SpaceX. I hope you're listening. I think that, I think that, yeah, totally. Elon, (laughs) listen up for a second. Um, he, the way you're treating SpaceX he's my main on, the, on the side of your rockets could could use a little bit of an overhaul. Um, so why don't you just come over, um, do the first one for free, whatever, and the next one we'll, 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 we'll talk. Yeah. Um, but I think that what I'm attracted to now is sort of like the weird projects. Like I've done a lot of posters. I've done a lot of posters. yeah. The, so like things like that, like that van project, or like designing an award, yeah, something new, something weird that like I normally wouldn't have the opportunity to do. I've been doing cycling kits lately which are kind of weird another like kind of like oddball yeah you know it is graphic design but it's not something that's that's your normal project um but like that kind of stuff is fun cool okay so yeah um is your day would you say your day is filled with uh, lots of meetings other than like stupid podcasts and like mostly or, podcasts it's mostly, mostly podcasts, podcasts. <laughs> you'd be surprised yeah everyone's got a podcast <laughs> uh no yeah a lot of meetings lot okay of meetings. And would you say, would you notice that different agencies have different, uh, treat meetings as differently in terms of like, do they try to make them less or they just don't give a shit and they're like, nope, this is what we do. I think we have a lot of meetings here. Here, you'd say compared to other places. I mean, I've only ever been at one other agency, but we had a lot less meetings. It's weird because like I've been at another couple other agencies and this seems to have an okay amount where I was at another one where it was just, you had no time to do anything. Could also be that I was like a junior level position on the agency, so I can't yeah. do as much. But I mean, it could also have been like this or Yeah. So, it, answer is it's subjective, but. Sure. <laughs> but yeah. uh, for you, you, you think it's quite a bit of meetings here? I don't think we. we it's not like a crippling amount of meetings. Yeah. Like, I'm still able yeah. to get my job done, but there are days when I look at my calendar and like how. Yeah. So, like, I guess that's a good lead into like what would be like the average time of day you would leave here? Like, let's say it's not a pitch week, it's not, not like an insane week, week, but it's not like you're dead, yeah. slow, like, then what time is, like, your I average think, exit? I think around, like, 6.30 or so in, uh, in the summer, like, to try and clear, so I can be outside. It's like, yeah. Anything past 7.30, I would say, I'm, like, slight. it's a little bit late. Yeah. So does, like, work often come home with you, or do you try to just leave it here? I try and leave it here. Mm-hmm. I think it's the, I, well, I try and leave yeah, <laughs> when you're pitching or working on a particularly frustrating project, it spills over in terms of just mentality. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't bring work home yeah. except for if it's my like on personal projects. I can't do this here. Yeah. So, like, what kind of things then are you into outside of work? Like design wise, or just, just anything wise. Now we're getting away from work a little bit. Right. This is your day it's in the life. This is like you're out of work now. Was, you're you're off work. You're, you punched out the loosen, clock. Loosen the tie that I don't wear. You uh, um, you got home. You have another meal. You have like two meals you can eat now because you get mm-hmm. breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dinner is dinner is um, usually uh, seamless. Or now Uber Eats or whatever. Didn't they get rid of Uber Eats now? It still exists, but they took away the instant feature. Oh, okay. okay. So, you can still order from places, um, but it's basically the same as seamless now, I think. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Uh, And they added a delivery fee, which is like... Yeah, because I did the instant thing for a little while, like a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, this is pretty sweet, but now if they're having like fees and it's... It's like $3, I think, but but you're not allowed to tip them, so I think it still works out pretty okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, 
not a big cook. So Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. It doesn't really happen. Plus, like, there's something about getting home, you know, on days lately, it's been a little bit later. Like, you get home at, like, 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not making anything. Yeah. So, pizza. Okay. Um, lately, I've been trying to design watches, which is frustrating. Uh, it's, like, a whole slew of constraints that I'm not in designing something that's supposed to be, like, a functional object. So, I've been struggling with that. You know, trying to name a watch company uh, <laughs> sounds- is an uphill battle. Sounds crazy. To try and come up with something that hasn't been done in a short enough place uh, dial. Uh, and then cycling, mostly. Oh, nice. Uh, I spend a lot of my time, as much as as much of my time as I can, uh, riding bike. Did you get, uh, you've been into cycling your whole life? I started in, as I think probably like almost all young Americans who are like started. Oh, nice. Uh, before, uh... Yeah, the first time I before the first time I watched known to be a known juicer. Yes, the first time I watched a professional cycling race was his first win, nineteen ninety. Nice. Um, and then I've, I've I've followed the sport ever since, but never really had a bike. Uh, I mean, I had like kids' bikes, uh, but then I got to college and I made a little bit of money. And I <laughs> I called my mom one day. I was like, I'm going to do something irresponsible right now. She was like, That's high, weird. Um, <laughs> and I bought like a like a legitimate so i guess it wasn't that yeah yeah i i would like to just have a bike just to get to work and back and not have to ever go to the gym it's nice <laughs> it's nice i do that sometimes but we have to look like something. yeah that's what uh the guy i work with gabriel he he has to do it's like the freight elevator kind of thing yeah yeah it sucks um okay so like yeah wh- where are you from originally like what's your background you're are you from this area of the country uh, so I like to say that I'm from Philadelphia, but it's not true. Um, <laughs> okay. I lived, I lived just, I was born in Philadelphia, so it counts a little bit. Lived just outside of Philly until I was grade. So some of my formative years and then most of my life I lived in Western New Jersey. The okay, only so thing I retained from Philadelphia is love of cheesesteaks and flyers. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. My sister is actually just moving to Philadelphia next month, so I'll... Might, might learn a little. And watch might, learn a little bit more, yeah. Um, so okay, so if you grew up in New Jersey, then was New York kind of like uh, where most people ended up for if they wanted to move to a city for types of jobs like that? I actually, I don't, I don't, I don't know very many people in the city at all from from, from where you grew up. School. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Even even college, really. Like, there's <laughs> not a lot of people that that I, I found kind of strange. I'm sort of to the city still. Okay. And how big was your hometown? It was like a, I guess like a small to medium sized town. I think it's like a okay, yeah, little, like yeah. pretty like spread out. Like, um, but yeah, it was not like a, it was a big big town. I think my like graduating class in high school was like two hundred. Okay, so but like once you got into like you're sort of getting interested in the design, then is it like that's kind of how you ended up in New York, or I guess maybe you, you it's, was a step between where you went to college or yeah, I went to college for um, I wanted to be a director at first. New York, I feel like, is pretty much, if you're a graphic designer that wants to have a shot at interesting projects, mm-hmm. you want to live in the United States, it's sort of laced. Okay. There's there's some stuff in Chicago, there's, you know, California works like the design capital, that's probably. And then, yeah, and you're in, you're nearby. Yeah, and it, I mean, I went to school in Richmond, Virginia, but mm-hmm. like my parents still live in, so like, yeah. no reason to New York. So do you like living in New York? Yes. It's the best. Okay, so what what is the best about it? <laughs> the, the sheer convenience of everything, yeah. probably. 
um, the fact that like if I get home at eight o'clock and I don't, I can have the option. Yeah. Uh, All right. So what's what's the worst? <laughs> the worst thing about it is the constantly having to pretend that that guy on the subway doesn't exist, <laughs> or um, or that you're. Do you isolate listening. with headphones and blind and like? I like to I like to read on the subway. Okay, so, so you... I, I do the Kindle thing. Which makes it harder to ignore people because they know that you can hear them. Oh, yeah. Um, so lately what I've taken to doing... Headphones with no audio? Headphones, no audio, Kindle. <laughs> oh, it's um, sad that that's becoming like pretty common in New York. Which I feel like if they took a second to like look at me, they'd be like, you're not listening to anything because then you're not going to read yeah. if you're listening to music. But like in my head, I'm like, well, maybe I'm listening to classical music. You don't know my life. <laughs> you don't know me. Could help me read. I don't know. Um... But yeah, just trying to like kind of pretend that that doesn't exist. But at the same time, I think that's a good thing about New York because it stops you from hassle. Oh, yeah. Which I think is like the, like not that anyone or not that most people necessarily give a but like I feel like it's easy living in the suburbs when you're never confronted with doing badly. Yeah. To be like, yeah, well, that's all their fault. Those people, whatever. But like if you're <laughs> sitting on the subway like every day. And you yeah, to, on like, top listen, of other people. And you have to listen to some guy talking about all the things that have gone wrong in his life keeps it real like it's it's hard to like it's sometimes like there was a guy this morning uh and like usually i feel like once you've been here for a little bit they don't really affect you yeah but, like there was a guy and he like sounded like he was like actually like about to cry <laughs> fuck man oh man like either he was really really good or it was totally genuine uh i still pretended that i didn't hear him but because that's from an asshole but uh, yeah, like like occasionally there's one where I'm like, shit, that sounds rough. Yeah, I've actually got, I've had, a, have you ever had an experience where like they call you out or like they, if someone's like an old lady or on crutches or something and they think you notice, you notice them, but you haven't and they've like been like called you out on it and being like, thanks. Like, cause like if you, if you, if you're like reading on your Kindle and like you're not looking up, you know. You, you don't have to give up your seat because you're just so focused on you don't just you know it's like you have blinders on it's rush hour you're not going to notice every person at every stop walking in so this happened to me one time where like i'm just you know i'm reading my phone i read the newspaper uh, like on an app on my phone that's my thing i have headphones on like i'm isolated i don't notice i don't stop at every stop and like look up and see who's in and who needs a seat but then some lady like i guess the person next to me got up and like gave gave uh, their seat to them and the lady sits down and she goes to me and she's like, and then she goes to that person, thanks for offering. And then she goes to me, unlike this guy, this fucking asshole. And I'm like, wait, what? I didn't, I didn't even notice you. I was like just reading on my phone. Yeah. And then all of a sudden another guy hears me say that and he goes in and he's like, yeah, he didn't even notice you, lady. And she's like, I don't think he needs you protecting him. And then he's like, I think you need a smack in your big fat mouth. And then all of a sudden, I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, I'm in between these two crazy people, like, just fighting about shit. And what I'm doing is just reading on my phone. At least one was coming <laughs> to your defense, I suppose. One person was coming to my defense, but then, like, aggressively, like, threatening the lady, too. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. It's deflected totally off of you at that point. <laughs> I have not experienced that. I think, fortunately, the Kindle is, like, a pretty good way. Yeah, to usually it's, uh, yeah. Uh, I've never been called out specifically i've seen that happen to other people and my instinct is always to be like oh shit and then obviously watch what happens because <laughs> i feel like interfering is unless you're in a situation where you absolutely have to probably the worst thing that you could do oh yeah because there are 
sane people. Yeah, you way. you never know there whether someone's fight you over nothing, coming talking to you or like asking you about something sincerely or because it's part of something crazier. <laughs> yeah, and I get that too. Like, because um, you know we live we work near Penn Station, getting up out of the uh, out of the subway, even having like the headphones on isn't a deterrent for some people. Oh yeah, because we're, we're like, I get stopped all the time. A guy like wave or like touch me on the arm, which. <laughs> <laughs> Please do not do that to some to a stranger in New York. Yeah, and uh, for people who don't know, Penn Station is near like a few methadone clinics. So it's not the greatest <laughs> spot, and it's a shame because I feel like that's like the it's the first impression for a lot of people, people who get, get out. New York. And hopefully, they don't go to that McDonald's that just yeah, got profiled awful. in the Times. As, yes, as yes. the methadone rest stop. <laughs> yeah, there was a thing that like some some guy got shot like right outside yeah. there. Like, yep. But uh, yeah, and they'll like flag you down and be like, oh, I'm looking for um, Penn Station. I'm like, okay, that seems innocent. It's just someone looking for directions. Okay, it's like right down there. You know, walk down, you'll see a little thing that goes underground, make a right. Like, oh, also, I need money. (laughs) I'm like, ah, shit, you got me. You got me. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to give it to them. You're like, oh, yeah, I don't don't carry cash on me, which is legitimately true for most of the time. Uh, But yeah, they're, they're sneaky about it. They'll ask for directions first. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and you like, because when you feel, when you give directions, you feel good. Like, that's one of the ones, like, I always, I think that's something about New Yorkers in general. I think there's, like, a willingness to help if you know what you're looking for. Uh, like, people will, generally speaking, like, nice to you until you get to the mass things. <laughs> but, yeah, then then it's just followed up with, I need, you know, do you have, like, a couple single? Get my- yeah, so I, I would say this is, like, kind of, like, a worse part about New York, but also a best part about New York, just... Becoming a person who understands how to navigate all these things. Which is mostly just, <laughs> I think, I think could be summed up with uh, never make eye contact <laughs> never, with anyone. And stop becoming a human, and stop being a human being who can relate to other people on a yes. uh, compassionate you've personal level. You've killed the, with, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you've slowly become dead inside. But, uh, so how long do you then plan on staying in New York? Are you here for the long haul, do you think, or for the foreseeable future? Until I get to the point where I can afford to buy an island (laughs) where I can just live. So probably forever as a graphic designer, I think I picked the wrong profession for island buying. Yeah, maybe, Um, maybe. Well, maybe if you get that SpaceX job, you can, uh. I mean, who knows? Possibly. (laughs) I want to do some Um, island work. But yeah, I think I'm here. I'm here for the foreseeable future. <laughs> okay, all right. So I think we've I think we've pretty did a pretty good job covering like a typical day in your life, um, in your background. So let's get into what we were all here for: is the Brian related questions. If you've made it. <laughs> if you made it this far, the first, like, so half hour of this anyone thing. who's named not Brian, which first of all, I don't know why the hell you'd be listening to this. You don't know. But if you I'm are Brian, you. yes, this. This can relate to you a little bit. So the struggles that we've been through. Yes, we no no one knows how often you've had your name spelled brain. Um, all the, all, every you know. Have you had any? Uh, have you had any memorable, specifically memorable instances where that's happened to you? Uh, where I was called brain guard side. Yeah, written um, or called. Yeah. Yeah. So usually it's written. So the first day of second grade, mm-hmm. uh, you get to, and you know, you're still still new to the to like not serious school but i feel like second grade is where it starts to sort of ramp up and third grade <laughs> is where the hell starts well like second grade is like the beginning of like some real learning like i don't know shapes or <laughs> shapes. colors or whatever the hell you're learning back then uh so yeah first day of second grade uh teacher called out the brain oh man which was which was 
brutal hurdle to overcome. That's actually a pretty good uh, incident. I don't have anything that memorable. (laughs) You have to overcome that immediately. That's like ingrained now in you. It's a formative memory. (laughs) Yeah. Fortunately, it didn't stick as a nickname or anything like that. Uh, But yeah, that one, that was, that was the most dangerous brain incident. I still get mail for brain guards. Oh yeah. So do you know why your parents named you uh, Brian? Oh, that one's easy because it's my dad's name. Oh, he well, was, he was the the. Do you come from a long line of Brian's, or no? I'm the second Brian. Okay. Um, he is the youngest of nine. I guess he's dead now. But they named them all like they were going through. I think sort of the list of like what are the shortest, <laughs> whitest person names that you can give. So I have like, oh, man. Whole, like John, Tom, Bob. They were just overt about it. They were just like, all right, Anglo-Saxon, not even saying Anglo-Saxon, there was like no white names. Yeah, Mary, (laughs) Barbara, like all, I guess Barbara is, that's a little long. (laughs) Crazy man, she was last one. Uh, And then he was the ninth, is Brian. And I guess he liked that enough, or just didn't want to think of something else. Yeah, so what what were your, do you have siblings? I have one younger sister. Younger, okay, so you you were the first boy, the only boy. I'm so they would the name you Brian. Yes. Yeah, you were the heir of the name. Yeah. And so I'm guessing his name wasn't spelled with a Y. That's why they didn't spell your nope. name with a Y. Nope. nope. <laughs> yeah, all I am. So do you? Uh, is your family like have any Irish ancestry at all? Yes. Um, my name Gardside, Brian Gardside sounds very Irish. So a lot of people assume Irish, but I'm mostly German. Uh, it like comes from some German on one side and then a lot of German on the other side. But I think the guard side side is, is a lot of Irish. But I think they just they just picked it because like Bob and Rolls aren't yeah, yeah. Irish names. I'm curious to see like uh, if meeting more people named Brian, if uh, how many are actually have Irish ancestry or it was ju- it was just, okay, we're picking a name. Yeah, here it is. You, yeah. It's popular, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, so do, yeah, do you have a, this is a random one, but do you have pets? I do. And what have you named your pets? Because I'm, I'm going to collect an unscientific data sample of all the Bryans and what they've named things. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have I have a cat. Her name is Pixel. Whoa, uh, God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a fun one. Uh, that's it in terms of pets that I've named. My parents had a bunch of cats, too. They actually named them. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So we'll add that to the data sample. Uh, Pixel yeah. for a pet. Okay. That's from my work. That's, that's <laughs> All right, so this is a two-part question here now. So this is dead or alive. Um, if you could choose one other Brian to meet, who would it be? And then the other qu- question is just who is your favorite Brian? So not necessarily your favorite Brian is the one you want to meet, but... Okay, that is... that is Okay, so it's somewhat of an obscure Brian, I uh-huh. suppose. Uh, his name is Brian Smith. This is the meet or your favorite? He is... Or both? I mean, I would, I'll meet him. Okay. I'll meet Brian Smith. He uh, he's a commentator for British Eurosport for cycling. He's got like a <laughs> he's got like this crazy kind of like I guess I think Scottish accent. Um, but his like claim to fame is that he was a rider in the same era as Lance Armstrong. He was one of the guys who was forced out of the sport. He was old to to <laughs> so I think that he'd probably have some cool stories. To oh tell. yeah. And like I feel like we already have like a little bit of a personal connection, yeah, with the with the cycling. Plus, just the accent is great. Uh, Brian, wait, was his last name Scott? Smith. Oh, Smith. Brian okay, Smith. Brian Smith. About as generic of a name as you get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I could. I, well, I'll have to put that on the list of uh, potential Brian's to reach out to. I don't think he's really famous, but he would sound good on a 
Oh yeah, Scottish guy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In terms of uh, favorite Brian, there's not a lot. <laughs> even though he, even though he spells it wrong, we might have to go with uh, Brian Cranston. Okay, okay. Uh, he's just, he's a just, Y Brian for people who don't know. Yeah, so he spells it wrong. We have very tenuous relationships with Y Brian's, but uh, uh, he's a good one. I guess if he counts at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if he counts. <laughs> I just feel like there's not that many. It's him or, or Brian Boitano. Oh, I mean, for me, it's Brian Wilson just because, yeah, I have that ingrained. My dad always playing that music mm-hmm. growing up, and he's actually going to be in McCarran Park this summer playing Pet Sounds, which will be kind of sweet. Nice. Uh, all right, well, let's. Uh, here, here's a Brian trivia question. Oh, man. All right. Okay. So name the movie. It's not that hard. Name the movie where this uh, monologue of a Brian is from. You have to cut this out because I'm going to get it wrong. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Who's the Brian in that movie? Taken? Yeah, it's the main guy. Oh, the bad guy. No, it's the guy. Liam Neeson? Yeah. His name is Brian... Uh... Oh, his, name is, his name is not Liam. Okay, well, then I choose him. Yeah. Brian Fuck Mills. You, Brian Cranston. Oh, that's your, that's your favorite. Liam Neeson, then. <laughs> I did not know he was a Brian. I don't know if he counts, though, as a fictional character to meet, but... Oh, his name in the... In the movie. In the film. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. I thought you meant that Liam Neeson was not Liam Neeson's actual name. Okay, so you knew, you knew it was, for, you knew it was taken, right? Him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. No, hit. I should have specified the fictional Brian in this movie. Okay. No. He was a badass. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Still, if I'll, I'll, I'll pick him over a Cranston. Okay. My favorite Brian is a fictional Brian. <laughs> okay, so, so, so not Brian the dog from him. Family Guy. Okay. No. No. <laughs> all right, so this is like a, probably the hardest question of all of them now. Uh, if you had to choose a first name other than Brian, what would it be? Ooh. Gun to your head. You just, you just you, so this is an impossible question. So like, just what's popping in your mind right now? All right. What scenario I'm in? Where the gun to my head? Gun, I'm gun to your head. Your you got to change your name. I, my immediate reaction is just to go to my middle name, which I don't like. But I guess it's either that or I'm dead at this point because it's the only thing that's <laughs> in my head, and it's Stephen. Stephen. Okay. You know that's 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 okay. Which is that's okay. okay. I don't think I look like Stephen. But I'm, I'm I guess I'm also just curious if, if people out there have an answer for this like ready like I, I are there some people out there who are like who are like man today's I, the day. if only i was a charles or something stupid like that. yeah i've never had that my life I'm would have pretty, been so different i'm pretty comfortable with with brian okay so I yeah really imagine changing it overall then would you say a, being a brian has been a plus or a minus in your life being a, being a brian and, and being alive has been a positive experience say for me so far okay. i can't point to any specific instances where it's gotten me ahead but i'll take it okay okay so this is something i'm curious about is uh do you think there's something uh inherently funny about the name brian i think there's something a little odd about it because i feel like it's uh it's one of those ones where it's like a one syllable and almost a two syllable word at the same time i feel like if brian's like a syllable and a half yeah. Which I think is kind of a little bit strange. Um, I don't think that I've, I, I don't know if it's influenced by the name at all, but I always kind of took it upon myself in high school to be a bit of a joker. 
So maybe Brian's are fun. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, yeah. There's a part of me that just thinks that like there's a like being a Brian sounds like so generic or something like mm-hmm. a Brian like it's just like anonymous thing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a yeah, it's kind of an odd yeah, phrase like a, when you like, yeah like I think if, when you put a Brian it's yes. it has a much different meaning. I feel like it has a slight humor to it than maybe not necessarily humor. I guess a lightness to it than if you were like a a George or a, I mean I don't know. Yeah, I guess George, George sounds, is kind of a funny name too. Yeah, but. <laughs> George sounds like kind of a downer. Yeah, but uh, okay. So, have you ever seen Life of Brian? Yes, yes. It's been a long time. Though. Yeah. So, like, I, they don't, I don't, they don't choose the name there for humor necessarily. It's just that's just his name. Like, there's no. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but all right, I'm I mean, gonna. It is humorous in that in that context, so. Yeah. <laughs> it works, I guess. Okay, so now yeah, now we're getting to the very last question here, and uh, maybe I'll decide this for you, but if, if the title of the show, is it called Brian the blank? Brian the designer? Brian the graphic designer? Brian the design director? What, what, do, you, what do you want it to be? Titles. Um, Brian the designer is probably more of a Designer, I mean, I think I probably, yeah, it's like, it's either designer or like typographer. Uh, graphic uh, typographer. Design, graphic designer, good. sort of. Typographer, I feel like no one's in Ah, but I think that makes it more interesting. Uh, they might think we need I a we need a range of range of uh, of Brian's. They might think that I'm a typographer. <laughs>